0: This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix.
1: Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talent Mix. It's a Smallville recap podcast. I'm Brian, here as always with my pal, Zach. Zach, what's up, man?
2: Uh, I are those Halloween lights or Christmas lights in the background? You uh, on my
1: bookcase I do have Halloween lights. Uh they are uh they're also on my desk. Uh they are green, purple and
2: orange. Okay, the official Halloween colors. The, the official got, like, pumpkin, colors of Halloween. Pumpkins, ooze. <laughs> right. And, uh, pur- and purple. And purple. <laughs> yeah, I'm purple is an appropriate Halloween.
1: <laughs> but- I am um, Here's the thing about Halloween is, and I realize this. It took me many, many years as an adult to realize this, um, and it, it may be different in my future because I, I have a child on the way, um, who will probably be thinking about Halloween like more frequently than I than I do as an adult. And I, and I'm like an adult Halloween liker. Like I'm, I'm ready for like to mm-hmm. celebrate Halloween. I mean, I'm a Halloween enjoyer. The problem is. I don't think about Halloween usually most years until about Halloween. That's when I'm like, "Oh, a spooky a spooky ghost decoration and like a pumpkin and making a jack-o-lantern would be fun." And right. by so like yeah. that's usually like the week of Halloween that I'm like, "Oh, those things would be fun." And then the stores have moved on. <laughs>
2: like right, it's already shit it's that.
1: already yeah. christmas time by by the day of halloween no no go so this year finally i was walking yeah. through a store um like just last week and i'm like well i guess i got to
2: get this shit now <laughs> it's time so when you ha- when you have a kid are you going to just are you going to watch you're still going to watch horror movies all month long or are you going to like you know, like, what like are you they, gonna do? Like, the I, they'll lifestyle. go to bed. You know that's. I, they'll go to bed. <laughs> yeah, but Brian, when they go to bed, you go to bed. I know.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm trying to like paint it into like my identity will still remain I'm not, in some capacity. I'm, yes, I'm not trying to ruin you.
2: Sorry, I'm yeah. not gonna. Uh, you're right. It's gonna be great. You're nothing will change except for you'll have a little wonderful little Brian. Um, <laughs> speaking of your last year as yourself, um, have you been watching, uh, scary movies? Uh, we
1: had, so, um, Emily and I, the theme we chose this year, <laughs> uh, we, we, we like to pick a theme kind of, um, and by saying that, I think this might be the first year with a the theme, but <laughs> uh, I think moving forward, we like the idea of a theme, and uh, for the next couple of years, Child Appropriate might be the theme, but...
2: <laughs> uh, right, yeah. We, yeah, mine uh, is, what's streaming?
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but we're uh, we're diving into some J-horror stuff this year. Um, Does that stand for Japanese horror? Yes, um which uh is kind of a blind spot for both of us. Um so it's been a fun we we try to do 31 but that's a very loose goal of like it is some years we hit it some years we don't, you know. Um not a big deal. We don't beat ourselves up if we don't make it. <laughs> um but uh so we're trying to do 31 Japanese horror films or some ha- you know tangentially related to the J horror boom of the 2000s. So like the okay. American remakes also count cuz I think those are interest that's an interesting part of yes. the J horror story. Um so we watched um let's see so far we're we're a little behind. I I don't think we're going to make 31 this month. We have we have a very busy October. Um but I watched the original Japanese Ring for the first time Um, which I really like. Have you seen it? I've only seen the
2: American remake.
1: I had only seen the American remake. Um, I really like the Japanese one. It was it's really it's beat for beat story wise about the same. Um, I did really like it. I do think it's worth watching. I kind of like the American one a little better. I think Gore, I think Gore Verbinski makes a Gore couple man. he makes a couple visual choices that like it's it's also like it's got a bigger budget, you know, the American one. <laughs> like
2: um, Right. Well, and Gore Verminsky, you know, he's hit or miss on the quality of the movies, but he's got a distinct style. Right. He's got a distinct right. Uh visual style. It's a couple of years ago, Emily and
1: I watched The Ring. Um and it was the first time I'd seen it in a while. And it was one of those like arms crossed, like, huh, this is pretty good. <laughs>
2: like <laughs> there's a reason it was a hit. Yeah. It was like uh... This is a
1: pretty good movie. Um and, and Ringu is also good, but and like like I said, it's so similar. It really is like splitting hairs on some of it. But um it's no gore gore's pretty good at making movies is the thing <laughs> i like that first pirates a lot not the rest of them but
2: uh... <laughs> uh yeah the the first one solid i i only saw the rest of them and by the rest of them i mean two and three <laughs> oh, one God, right there are more yeah there are There like five or six i, you, I think so yeah question yeah uh now that Johnny Depp <laughs>
1: <I was> gonna, <laughs> Oh, we're I, going there. Huh? Just,
2: yeah, let's come on. What the hell? Why not? We have time. <laughs> so now that he has I don't know if he's crawled out of the pit that he was in, but he's like close to the top. Yeah. Like do you do you think he's salvaged his name enough to do another Pirates movie? <sighs> Right the now, t- the thing is, it's, it's Disney.
1: Right now, in 2022, I would say no. Um, yeah. I'm speaking. I'm leaving any per- any of my personal opinions out of it. I don't even know what mine are. I, I'll be real. I don't know what my personal opinions are. Um, I'm just purely looking at this from a business perspective with Johnny Depp's reputation. And 2022, no, no pirates movie with Johnny Depp is moving. Give it 20 years. And like, he's back, baby. You think, <laughs> I don't you know. Think he's going to be alive in
2: 20 years. I don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> 15, like, 10. 10 like... like I think 10, yeah, 10. And he's like, he's goes on the talk shows. He's clean or right. something. Maybe. Yeah. I, I tried to avoid that trial as much as possible. I, so I, like I wouldn't be able to make a judgment on either of them if I, I right, right, I wanted to, but the I, t- I took a pop culture I pass get. as well. <laughs> yes, the general vibe I get is that he is better off than before the trial. Like he is mm, at least right. Uh, it's clear that he was not the only party that was uh, cuckoo bananas in that. Uh, <laughs> it's I my my one like. Here here
1: here's my hand in a very like fucked up story. It's like sounds like they both need a lot of therapy. I think therapy yes, for both yeah, of them exactly. sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Extensive. Yeah. Um
2: but um yeah, I give, give uh, yeah, and ten, also give it ten it years. Was, it was clear It was clear to me that there were a lot of um I don't know what the term would be, sexist dude bros who were like throwing oh, their weight yeah. behind Johnny Depp, yeah. So I'm, oh, I, yeah. I I want to be clear that I yeah, um, not with the sexist dude bros. We're just trying we're, to. We're just looking. We are at very it. firmly. Yeah, we are very firmly not a sexist dude bro podcast.
1: It's I'm not saying we are like the scions of virtue over here. We're just doing our best. No no no. You know? <laughs> like,
2: no we are not. Just, no we are just not.
1: Two white men doing our
2: best.
1: <laughs> 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 Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. As far as movies go, um. Let's see. We also watched um. Juwan. I'm not sure if that's the correct pronunciation of it, but it's the Grudge. Um. Right. That I was also kind of meh on. Um. I didn't like the. I saw the American remake. Uh, Probably when we were in Vancouver. I think my mom like gave me a bunch of DVDs, and the Grudge was one of them. Um. Which is the Grudge is. Sarah Michelle, it's by the same director, um, but I think it's, I believe, I don't remember the remake that well, but I believe it's more or less a shot-for-shot shot remake.
2: Um, That's where the upside-down eye, right? On the kid, it's like a... Um, and the, uh, there is there is a kid. Ground noise.
1: There is a kid. I believe upside-down eye is Ringu, though. Um,
2: oh, is it? Okay. Yeah.
1: Um and that was okay. They're both cheap. I'll say that. They're both cheap, but the Grudge, or Juan at least, uh the the Japanese one, does have some massively spooky imagery. It's a spooky ass (laughs) movie. I don't I don't know about the plot really that much, but like there is some stuff that like and I kind of knew it was coming. Like I know like the big parts of the movie. Uh there are a couple shots in there that if I didn't know they were coming probably would have kept me up at night. Um Anyone who's he, seen the movie, or sorry, go ahead. I
2: was just gonna say, didn't the guy who directed the Japanese Ring or Ringu, didn't he direct the sequel to the American he did. Ring? He did, um, which is also, I
1: believe, very similar to the Japanese Ring too.
2: Oh, is it okay?
1: I believe so. I believe story-wise, yeah. they're they're pretty similar. Um, I. I I haven't seen either, so I don't know. I believe um, the American Ring Two brings Naomi Watts back as the main character, mm-hmm. whereas
2: uh, Ringu Two is a whole new character. Um, uh, it, it in fact does. I actually saw that in theaters. I haven't seen it since, but I remember being like, "That wasn't so bad."
1: Yeah, I, I that believe
2: was it. The exact thought at the time. Yeah, got it. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust that guy though. I wouldn't trust that guy.
1: <laughs> right, sure. <laughs>
2: um,
1: the other thing we watched was a uh, pulse. Um, pulse is kind of vaguely a uh, ghoster in the internet and they're they're here to kill you. Um, and the Japanese movie, um, the original, is a very long, it's very long very slow very like methodical take on loneliness in the internet age uh in like 2001 like very i think predictive of how lonely a very online life would be and i i I think it's actually i wasn't my wife liked it more than i did but i i still i would still say i really liked it um uh, the American remake is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's saying something. Just,
1: it's the movie. I It's not as bad as The Fog. I'll say that. It's not as bad as The Fog. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. The, the Fog oof. really, it, I mean, like, <laughs> if we can't, hi- <laughs> I can no longer say, I can no longer hyperbolically call something the worst if we're keeping The Fog in mind, <laughs> <laughs> just assume the asterisk of oh. of course not as bad as the fog <laughs> um but just yeah uh, it's rotten
2: tomato store is uh are you kidding right it's really bad
1: um oh. but pulse tells a lot of its story through like this very like haunting imagery um which um The American movie translates to like, we slapped a blue filter on this baby. (laughs) It's just that dirt, ugly digital
2: photography with like the the blue tint, like, way scaled up. Well, that's like, that's the whole like Gore Verbinski did that and did it great. And then it's like, oh, Anytime we remake one of these Japanese movies they have to have a blue tint <laughs> that's for some exactly like that wasn't is. that wasn't from the Japanese movies, was it? That nope. was just from Gorbin. No, no, Ring
1: doesn't you you're right.
2: Ring Ringu does not look like that. <laughs> right. That's all so, Gore. So So why were they like anytime we remake a Japanese movie now it has to look like the American version <laughs> of Ringu. <laughs> Which it is just stay
1: it's I mean it nothing explains Hollywood more than remember remember The Ring? You liked The Ring. This is like The Ring. This is based on a Japanese Japanese movie. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Same, same thing, Give money. But like, it's funny, like, yeah, it's funny that difference of like when Gore Verbinski was like thinking about the color palette, it wasn't just slap this filter on it. That movie looks a certain way because it's supposed to look a certain
2: way. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. Choices were being made.
1: Right, not just make it look like The Ring. Yeah. (laughs) Japanese remake. (laughs) um but um that's all i've been watching this week aside from it's been a busy week um bachelor in paradise have i talked about bachelor in paradise on uh like recently this this season
2: not recently no let's 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 dig in all
1: all i have to say about it is it's the best of the three bachelor shows it's just the horny beach um where the hot that's all the
2: couple right
1: uh, it's so basically. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise takes all of the rejects, people who uh, have been right. offed on Bachelor and Bachelorette, puts them on a beach together, and just like I don't know, kiss. Uh, <laughs>
2: why Bachelor? It's like a it's like a compound though, right? They have like a hot tub area, right? And- right. Um. Yeah. Why Bachelor? I'll be on that show, right? Uh, I'll be on that show and I just won't make out with anybody I'll be alone in the hot tub the whole
1: time well, then you just go, just go home checking. night one
2: then you just go overnight. <laughs> oh shit wait how do you get vote? you get voted off I thought we just kicked you it have the to nice there
1: there are rose ceremonies at indiscriminate times this show Bachelor in Paradise's vibe is like it's summer I don't fucking care
2: <laughs> structure <laughs> is out
1: the window um, I'm going to get into that a little later um, but um, uh, at the uh, so it 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 alternates off. It's a very heteronormative show. Um and I don't know if it works in a in a more uh inclusive culture. I think it's just a very heteronormative normie show. But um uh I think the structure depends on that. Uh but basically one right, week Right, I was going
2: to say the girls can't give other girls roses like it would be too I think it literally breaks the show.
1: I think this basic ass show literally doesn't work if you become a more inclusive modern show. <laughs> literally,
2: to any well modern norms, it because,
1: No, it's not good. Because
2: we it's, can't live without The Bachelor. We, we cannot. It's
1: obje- I'm saying right here, right now, it's objectively not good. This is just the way it is. Um, but uh one week the uh the men have the roses and they pick a lady. Um and then the next week the women have the roses and they pick- so there are these shifting power dynamics uh on the show that keep it interesting: of like, did they really like that person or did they just need a rose that week? And then they're constantly filtering in new guys, new girls. So basically any of the couples that are a little shaky. New hot, fresh beef just hit the beach.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh., oh,
1: um, that's great. So it basically why I do really like it, why it is the best of the three shows is uh all of the tensions and all of all of the drama are romantic tensions. It is, I like that guy, but he's with a different girl or, you know, vice versa rather than bachelor bachelorette, which has to pad out, uh, the middle of the season with, uh, the villains versus tattletales. And like, it's the same, like
2: dumb thing
1: every single time. It's my wife and I get to sit on the couch and like Monday morning quarterback people's like communication. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, you know, the fun of the show is getting to lean back and just be like, he's not communicating that he's anxious about this. <laughs> 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 um, that said, Bachelor in Paradise is an incredible loosey-goosey fucking, like, we're not really trying that hard to make good TV, TV. And it doesn't fit very well. in it, For some reason, just I think COVID kind of messed things up. It's, the season began airing in September. This is a July show. <laughs> I should I should have a fucking margarita. <laughs> I should... Uh, right. You know, it's like the AC should be blasting. My wife and I should be like, it's too hot to do anything else. Let's just veg out and watch yes. people on the beach. <laughs> it shouldn't be... There shouldn't be a jackal, a little like plug-in jack o lantern next to my TV while watching. It shouldn't be. Do we watch Bachelor in Paradise or House of the Dragon? You know, like that shouldn't be right. Art. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. that's my only problem this year. Is like this is this isn't what I want right now. <laughs> I want to watch. A, it's fall. I want to watch like a real show.
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: Um, right. But.
2: It's still good. The weather's not
1: miserable. No right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But um. Uh. And then uh. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragons coming up on its uh season premiere. It's gone from a sh- or a season finale. Uh. I think we're on episode nine of ten. Uh. This coming week. Um. That's gone from a show that I'm like ah. I'll hold on week to week to the show I'm most looking forward to every week. Um. Oh really? All right. I. It's Sweet. my personal top show. Of like the one I'm enjoying
2: the most. Um, well, I am gonna I'm gonna throw it on probably once it's once we're out of Halloween, because I'm strictly I'm strictly watching horror movies. Good. Good for you. Um <laughs> uh, but that's all I've been watching. What what have you been doing? Okay, so uh I watched a movie called The Rental. Have you seen The Rental? No. It was uh Dave Franco's directorial debut. Oh, I vaguely um, remember he was directing something. It has uh Alison Bree in right, it. Right. And um what the fuck is the guy's name from the guest? He's uh, Edgerton? A British guy. No. No. He, he also he's wasn't British, a guest, but yeah. <laughs> he, but he plays Americans a lot. Hold on, I'm just gonna find out. Guest Dan Stevens. Dunring. Um <laughs> I thought it was solid. It's about people who uh they get a um Airbnb and uh some creepy shit starts happening. The Airbnb so, trope is kinda we
1: I, I haven't seen Barbarian yet, but uh the air the creepy Airbnb trope I think is a thing. I'm into yep, it. Yep,
2: that's the new that's the new um like shitty motel. That's right, the new like right. <laughs> my car broke down in a small town. I will say, you know, it's like I mean the fear is drawn from a real
1: face, a uh, real place. I, I've used yeah, uh, yeah. when my ideal like vacation is get an Airbnb somewhere and like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, we're going to get a house to hang out in. Um, that's yeah, my yeah. ideal trip. First night. I don't sleep. Same. I do not sleep that first night. <laughs> nope. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the owner. I don't know. If the owner's not going to. I cameras literally,
2: and shit. I can't. They got to have cameras. They, they got to have they cameras. They got to have cameras.
1: And I'm like, I just, I toss and, it's not, I'm not saying it's rational, but that first night I toss and turn, like, I'm just aware. I'm just I'm just ready for someone to Since, fucking come in
2: and kill us. It's a little rational. <laughs> I mean, if you do a lot of that kind of travel, then maybe you don't watch The Rental because it might <laughs> fuck it up for you. Um, okay, so after that, I my theme became... B-side John Carpenter. Ooh, nice. Uh, Nice. Yeah. uh, I watched a movie called Prince of Darkness. Have you ever heard of Prince of Darkness? I've heard the title. I don't know what it is. Dude. Well, I'm going to tell you the concept. And then after we're done recording, you're going to watch it. Just because (laughs) after you hear the concept, you're (laughs) going to be like, I have to fucking watch this movie. Uh, It's about a priest played by Donald Pleasance. Great. Great. Who discovers in the basement of an old church a big uh like vial of green goo right and so he invites uh his buddy who is a scientist at one of the colleges and the the buddy brings a bunch of like doctor doctorate scientist students um phd what would you call those the phd students like they're getting their masters or some shit i'm not a I went to a one-year film school. Yeah. I am not an educated man. I don't know how them fancy colleges work.
1: We went to the Community College but, of Film Schools,
2: and neither of us have made a movie. We really did. It was literally an old room in an office yeah. building. It was not like... A, it was one room. It was two rooms with two big tables. That was our our college. We went um, We went
1: to the Community College of Film Schools and we have a podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> with hundreds of listeners. <laughs> um, dozens. Baker's dozens. So all these scientists uh, come to go to this church and set up research on it. Turns out, Brian, uh, the green goo... Might be the Antichrist. Oh fuck yeah. Oh fuck. Green yeah. Goo turns
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Green Goo that turns out to be the Antichrist. I don't yep. even know how that works, and, but I want to fucking find out. <laughs> so, exactly. Um it it's got a fantastic John Carpenter soundtrack. Like beautiful. Oh the best. Wonderful electronic. Oh yeah. Um I would say solid. Solid B. Uh, there's it's kind of like the thing if uh the acting uh and dialogue were, were much worse sure um <laughs> but it still got a lot of it had a lot of vibes yeah a lot okay of good vibes. okay okay i carpenter i have a lot of Don't blind I,
1: spots i uh i should dive in to some of some like i i haven't seen um What's what's rowdy, rowdy Rowdy Piper with the glasses?
2: Um, oh, they live. I've never yeah. seen it.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: uh, I, I watched. I mean, I've seen it a couple times, but I watched it again in the summer. Yeah, it's fun. They live is is a fun one. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to fill in my blind spots with Carpenter. So next up, I watched, and I had seen this back in the '90s when it came out, but I watched John Carpenter's Vampires
1: uh, it, with uh, um,
2: Mr. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> No, no, that's the direct to video sequel Oh, as John Bon Jovi. <laughs> no. Uh John Bon Jovi was the replacement for the original's main character played by uh James Woods. Oh wow. Noted <laughs> oh, Noted wow. awesome person.
1: Yeah, James
2: right. Woods. John Bon Jovi
1: might be an upgrade. At least the Archduke of New Jersey. John Bon Jovi is is the ruling body in New Jersey when Bruce Springsteen is not within the state.
2: <laughs> He's the vice president. Right. Yeah. If Bruce Springsteen is is <laughs> incapacitated, John Bon Jovi takes over. Uh Vampires was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Um oh speaking of like <laughs> second choice, uh, <laughs> I guess originally the the second lead was supposed to be Alec Baldwin, and then something came up and he couldn't do it, so it is played by Daniel Baldwin. Oh! The, like, third or fourth best Baldwin brother? (laughs) In terms of acting ability? The, the, yeah, wow, wow. When you gotta go even bargain tier on the Baldwins. Like, Alec Baldwin, uh, say what you will, phenomenal actor. Yeah. I'm I'm am a fan of the ball. I'm and, a big Thirty Rock fan. Steven and Billy Baldwin, and then like I think Daniel Baldwin is as far as acting. Like those other guys, I'm not talking character. I'm talking acting. Right. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm gonna be real.
2: Anyway, I don't know if I knew there was a Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't Brian. I just made it up. <laughs> no, um, I it's a it's a fun movie. Uh, James Woods, in spite of his Real life uh Who he is I mean listen if we
1: have to apologize <laughs> to people For who they actually are we'll be here all fucking day
2: uh, I know Yeah we do a, sh- a, sh- a podcast about a show that stars the, yeah, the Former uh, co-leader Of a sex cult Listen we're in um, that hole there's no getting out of it <laughs> <laughs> Uh Anyway James Woods is actually Very good in it Um uh, Very funny in it In spite, I mean, there's some like really bad homophobia in it because it was the 90s. Because it was the 90s. uh, It was James Woods. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, fun little vampire movie. Okay. Um, And then, Brian, I watched John Carpenter's The Fog. Oh boy. Oh boy. How does that compare? I mean, it's better.
1: Sure. (laughs) I mean, but that's what I knew going it, into like the fog of like even this isn't like one of the top hits of the this is no, like, it's not no. going on John Carpenter's
2: best of album. <laughs> like no. it's 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 also pretty slow. And the the saving grace is that it's got the carpenter vibes. Right, right. You know, the the photography's great. The mood, the music, uh, a couple of good set pieces. Um, But no way would I look at that movie and be like, oh, what if we've remade that, but with less talented people? Right, right. Like, (laughs) you know what this movie needs? CGI fog. That's what this movie needs. And CGI water. And Tom Welling. (laughs) Tom Welling. Not the worst part of that movie. Yeah, we that's, cannot. That's true. We cannot give <laughs> Tom Welling shit for that movie. It didn't matter who was in that movie; it wasn't going to work. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs>
1: so what grade would you, what grade would you give the two thousands fog, and what grade would you give uh, John
2: Carpenter's The Fog? John Carpenter's Fog. For most of the runtime, I was like, this is like a C plus B minus. But then the last 20 minutes I thought were pretty darn good. So I give it a solid B, bump okay. it up to a B for me. Okay. Um, the fog, I, I'm just going to look and see what I rated it because I just erased it from my memory. I don't think it was a good rating. <laughs> what if you give it a Remember, five star? <laughs> just... Fog bad. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even fucking log this thing in Letterboxd. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to remember this. Apparently. It's pretty bad. I had to um, watch it in two settings. I had to turn it off
1: and just be like, I can't. Oh, man.
2: It, so I would say that like, that's like a one star out of five. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's it, generous, probably. It just it's blows. Just like, <laughs> like, yeah. it's It gets the one, it doesn't get a half star because it at least has like, like i don't know it's a movie i guess (laughs) right right. right, right. there's some movies where you're like this isn't even a movie what is this right no like it is a movie if you're if you're if you squint (laughs) it's a movie
1: (laughs) but it is funny those movies that are just like it's don't get me wrong it's a journeyman director Like just yeah nope I'm gonna usher this out like it's a couple of teen it's like star C W tier actors like probably with we were probably excited about it but other than that you can just feel behind the camera ah we got
2: it we made the day let's go home yeah oh no we'll put in the CGI fog it's fine
1: I I reckon that episodes of Smallville had significantly more passion behind the cameras.
2: And the fog did. absolutely absolutely just no question right no question
1: um speaking of mr tom welling um and then uh we're we're coming up on the end of season three uh cam i have not confirmed this with her since then uh but has agreed to guest host on uh season on the our entire coverage of the of season four the because- entirety the entirety of, of it uh, for uh, Jensen Ackles will be joining as a main character. Uh, Jensen Ackles, I don't know if he's in it, but is moving on a Supernatural prequel series uh, and uh, called the Winchester. I haven't watched much Supernatural, but it's called the Winchesters. And guess who has been cast as a main character on the Winchesters?
2: Uh, Mr. Tom Welling. Mr. Tom Wellick.
1: Uh so that's yeah. interesting. That's
2: interesting. I, I I looked it up and it sounds like Jensen Equals is in the show, but I wonder if it's like a bookend flashback. Yeah, interesting. I can't imagine they're CGIing him as a younger version of himself. Oh, right, so. right. Um, I don't that's it. I don't know much.
1: I've seen a handful of like season one, season two episodes of supernatural. I actually like it. Right? I think it's okay. Um mm-hmm. It must
2: be good. It was on for
1: two decades. Clearly, somebody liked it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, including guest host Cam Godfrey (laughs) watched all of it. Uh, That's why. That's why they were prepared for. I think Smallville. Like, oh, I get what this is. (laughs) Um, uh, did you watch anything
2: else? Um, no, that's it. I, I went to the library and got a bunch of scary movies to continue my watching. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just by the end of this month, I'm gonna be in such a dark place from watching all these horror movies, yeah, right? Right? That uh, I'll just be like ring on the Christmas shit, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christmas,
1: I, I start to fall down, right? You will we'll get into it as, as it happens, but uh, Christmas, we get real into like the shitty Hallmark crap of, like, feed me. This year we won't be able to get stoned because we're making a baby. But <laughs> it, one of our, our favorite stoned activities is through uh, uh, the Netflix A Christmas Prince trilogy. <laughs> of, Ooh. Uh, we watched all of those. I, th- I think
2: they made three of them. I don't think they made four. Um, I bet I bet the Hallmark Christmas market is a, like a huge dumping ground for ex- Smallville people. You would think. They film a lot of those up in Vancouver, yeah right. I don't. I think, think it... Erica Durance is in a bunch of those. So oh I think that Erica makes Durant, sense. Lois
1: oh, sounds like a Christmas special might have to happen.
0: <laughs> oh, oh Shit Yes. Um, people oh, who people
1: God. who don't watch Smallville don't know Erica Durance yet, but they
2: will. Oh, they will. She'll be a huge part starting next year or next, yeah. by next year, I mean in a couple months right <laughs> right. It's a huge part of the show. Um, um, yeah Should we uh, we have a we have a little bit of lag again this week, I can tell yeah because yep. I'm we're just a little off. We're doing so, our best. <laughs> what a nice treat for the people listening. <laughs>
1: Uh, should we take a uh, a quick break and then uh, get into Smallville? Yep. Great. We'll be back in a sec.
2: Fake advertisements. we actually get real? Absolutely. We should be doing fake advertisements. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zach. I'm going (laughs) to. No, I can't. I was going to say riff an advertisement right now.
2: (laughs) It would be like John Glover, like, uh... (laughs) what does Paul Newman make? (laughs) He's like like all those (laughs) products. It'd be like John Glover versions of those. Fuck, I would buy that, but it sh-
1: I would I too. But it should be uh, so. Paul Newman does his like, uh, like all the proceeds like go to charity or whatever. Like it's it's enough to make more popcorn or whatever and salad dressing, but like goes to charity. But it should all be Lionel themed So like John Glover's thing. Like we take all the proceeds and we put it into a fucking money pile, and then yeah. we spend <laughs> that
2: to kill more seals. Yeah, we <laughs> we spend it on really weird experiments with green rocks. <laughs> Brian, I forgot before we get into Smallville, um, the new Halloween comes out on Friday, doesn't it? It does come out on Friday. So next week, are you going to see it by next time we record? Because I, that would be- you
1: know what I don't want to do? It's going to simultaneously release on Peacock. Um, I yeah, don't, I'm
2: not going to see it on Peacock.
1: I don't know if we're going to get to a movie theater at the, like we're real busy. Is the, we like, we want to see it in a theater. Like we'd prioritize it. Uh, but uh, we might, uh, just watch it. We might just turn off the lights at home, make some popcorn. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we're God. about to have a baby. I can, I can, exactly. I'm allowed. They're offering it. Yeah. It's legal. I'm not breaking the rules. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, that so. That being the case, yes, I
2: will almost definitely. I would prefer to see it in a the theater, of course. Um, but I will make sure I have seen it by the by the time we meet next week. All right, that'll probably take up
1: the majority of. I'm. Where are you? Um, are you excited for it? Are you uh,
2: trepidatious? I'm excited, but not because I think it's going to be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I get excited when how any Halloween movie is about to come out, just because it's like I want to hear the music and right. Like <laughs> I'm,
1: just, I'm just yeah, I'm just excited to see a Halloween movie. I just like the yeah. Halloween movies, and I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited to have the experience of talking about it. It doesn't matter the quality of the movie that much.
2: I'm not sure. Like. If it's if it's worse than the last one, I will be uh, shocked. I've got uh, I've got a, like a little
1: chip on my shoulder over kills. I'm like I'll be like, what you want to fucking fight about kills? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I know that. And but I no, I but like hate... to that point of like no, I'm, and no, I'm the same. If it's like no, if it's going a little more in that direction, <laughs> I'm like no, I'd be a little like that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> be fucked. it's he's it, halloween kills my friend at the party that's acting like an asshole and i'm a little like be cool he's cool he's he's cool <laughs> <laughs> you just have to get to know him yeah, just just uh, <laughs> but if he keeps that shit up i'm gonna have a problem
2: but like the ki- kills like it, it very had very little jamie lee curtis in it mm. um and this one looks like it's gonna remedy that so you know, fingers crossed. Right. Um, um, Jamie Lee Curtis did say the ending is going to
1: make people mad, which right. I think is potentially exciting. You know, <laughs> like I kind of want to. Like, What, what does that, that mean? mean? Yeah, What could that mean? <laughs> right. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to finding um. out whether it's good or it's here's the thing. And here's how I kind of feel about all franchise stuff. You kind of can't hurt me anymore. Star Wars broke right. me. Star Wars broke me. No. I can't be hurt. Disney,
2: yeah, Disney broke my broke my my uh, spirit. So
1: it just, I just, I have no more. I can't place my heart in that basket anymore. So like, it's just the the original movie is impenetrable. It's a per. It's yeah. a it's it's perfectly what it is. I have so se- there are several Halloween sequels I like either because they're so good, they're bad, they're so bad, they're good. Or they're just pretty good. Um, Several
2: that I don't care about. Also, it's not like Halloween has (laughs) been like paragon of like it's one great movie and right. then a bunch <laughs> right. of watchable stuff right like, it's, let's be clear there is a film
1: where buster rhymes drop kicks michael myers through a window uh, let's be real about the quality of the friend. there is a low here and i love <laughs> that movie that movie's a lot of fun to put on at a party
2: also it's like you can't be worried about what happens because the cotton, they can just reset the cotton. They're just going to they do it again. They're just going to do it again. They've done it a few, several times already. Yeah. Right.
1: It's it, give it.
2: Okay. Yeah. This will be it for like five years. Max, <laughs> Max, Brian, Max, because these movies make money. Almost no one liked the last one. And it made money. It
1: made so much fucking money. And it was like, yep. people were, um, people thought, um, that the fact that it's going to simultaneously uh, debut on Peacock was like, oh, man, they don't have confidence in it. Halloween Kills did the same thing, and it made money. Yeah. yeah. Money.
2: So people want to see scary movies around Halloween time. I Period. Don't why do they release scary movies any other time of the year? I feel like they would make, like there's several movies that come out and I'm like, if they release that in October, it would make twice as much money.
1: It's sometimes it's just to dump it. Like uh, right. if you get that horror movie in February, that's we're dumping this. <laughs> um, that's no, we just have something better for October. That <laughs>
2: like, right. Um, yeah, no, there is, there is this, sometimes like a, Oh, there's no other competition. Yeah, right. The horror people are going to be like, "Well, I want to see something scary." Right, right, yeah. uh, and we can maybe get some money out of one weekend. But I remember the the Tim Burton movie Sleepy Hollow came out in November. Did it? Did yeah. it. And I think it did okay, but you got it would have done better in October. Right, right. I love that movie. It's not a great right. movie,
1: don't get me wrong, but I love it. The, I have a lot of affection the visuals. For it. it's yeah. got... Visuals, man. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, Um, it's. uh, I have. I saw that when I was like in eighth grade, and I'm like, movies, man. (laughs) 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 So that's probably where 99.9 percent of my affection for it is coming from. Um, But I I saw it a couple years ago again. I'm like, no, this. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Oh no, it's 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 watchable.
2: (laughs) Um. Any other horror movie thoughts? We're on a vibe here. (laughs) I mean, uh, this episode of Smallville is very good, but it's also, um, there's not a lot to joke about. No, it's a a bummer. (laughs) It's a bummer. This is a bummer episode. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a sad childhood trauma episode.
1: Um. I guess with that said, we should probably get into it. But uh, Memoria is the 19th episode of the third season of Smallville, the 63rd overall. Uh, It aired April 28th, 2004. Zach, I'm remembering now this was supposed to be your 18th birthday party podcast. Yeah. Did
2: you give me a cake or what? I did. Of course. It's right here.
1: I'm wheeling wheeling it in right now.
2: That beautiful, real, existing cake. It's right here um
1: there's 18 candles. is that a on lemon meringue, meringue
2: cake what is uh, that yeah that's
1: exactly that's exactly what it is I made it myself uh there are candles on it it's there, it says happy birthday Zach on it it I like my fingers are blistering I, from putting
2: it on I can see that it says that because it's real yes and I'm going to um, and I'm looking <laughs>
1: at it I'm just telling you, the listeners. Uh, I'm going to mail you a piece. I'm wear- I've been wearing a party hat this entire time. Um, yeah, I and um, that. so now we're going to celebrate your 18th birthday. by talking about a bummer episode where a baby dies.
2: <laughs> Brian, I'm noticing a pattern here in Smallville. Mm-hmm. They go to the dead baby well <laughs> quite a bit in this show. They uh, they like that one. Martha lost her baby in an accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a dead baby in this episode. I'm um, spoiler alert. Someone loses another baby in a future season.
1: I'm just it's there's that there's that joke of like if I had a nickel for every time like a baby died on Smallville, I'd have like three nickels. But like it's kind of weird it happened that many times. <laughs>
2: yeah, a lot of three is a lot of baby deaths for a Superman show for a CW teen soap Superman show.
1: <laughs> we really, really
2: liked that one uh, <laughs> Like even a Batman show, I would be shocked if there were any baby deaths in it I
1: feel like, yeah, that's kind
2: of a card you get like one time that's... Maybe, yeah <laughs> Like you gotta earn that one, man And And not to get too far ahead, but we actually see the dead baby in this episode we see the dead baby corpse. Memoria baby. It's it's a split second, but, it's, but there. it's there.
1: It's there. Oh, I caught it's it. <laughs> <laughs> um the I am of course reading directly from uh, smallville.fandom.com. Uh they've got a helpful uh I I'm, I'm not sure if this will be necessary to communicate as as I read it aloud. Uh but they've helpfully when they're describing the flashbacks, they put that in green text. <laughs> Oh, wow. Not like italic, green text. Yeah, right? We're getting real fancy here. Basically, Ah. it seems like someone learned how to do green text on the wiki. (laughs) 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 And was real excited about it. Uh, But uh, Lionel arrives at Excelsior Academy in 1992 because his young son Lex is sitting on a high balcony in the rain, apparently hallucinating that he is rocking his baby brother Julian to sleep. Lionel tries to snap him out of his delusion and Lex drops the blanket off the ledge. Uh very vibey opening. Um yeah. took me a How second to the- Took me a second to realize that this was a flashback. They cut back to a young Lex at boarding school and it is a it is a younger actor playing Lex. Yeah. Who this kid's putting in work this episode.
2: He makes me Can sad you know- several times. Can you imagine? being a kid and having to shave your fucking head so you can be in a TV show for a little bit but like yeah right that's that's rough
1: that's rough and like it'll grow back like it's not it uh, that's something you put on your resume though that he was willing to shave his head for the role right uh,
2: like i just it feels like if it's a grown up at least it's their choice i don't know it feels like child abuse to me <laughs>
1: it's 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 something it's do you think he should said do you think it was maybe a ball? i know yep. michael rosemont shaving his head i uh, think they I, he did yeah it looks like, it doesn't look like a bald cap yeah um uh so an adult lex is woken by lana lang who found him standing on the ledge of luther mansion yelling julian's name hey um
2: what's Lana doing at the mansion in the middle of the night? I was wondering that because we're, it's, it's supposed to be like April, right? So it's not, it's not getting dark super early out. No. It's Um, the middle of the night. No. And Lex clearly like went to bed. Like the maids, like, like go, yeah, just go in there. I think he's out on the balcony screaming about his brother. It's fine. Just go ahead. on This happens. Yeah. (laughs) She's going over there to go over important uh, Talon paperwork, yeah, probably. All right. Right? Yeah, all right, Lana. Or um, maybe Lex did one of his, like, hey, come out to my house so I can talk to you for two while minutes.
1: While he was in the middle of,
2: like, sleeping? Um, in in reality, on
1: a production level, not, uh, not diegetically, is there an element? I don't think Lana appears in the rest of the episode, right?
2: She has one scene with Clark right after this. Got it.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. So do you think it's an element of like, we just got to get Lana in this episode? Like she's yes. getting paid for the episode no matter what. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, might as well be here. Yep. Um. So Lana goes to visit Clark, who explains that his dad is spending the night in Metropolis for heart treatment. So he has extra farm duties. Clark.
2: Clark. You can do this in
1: seconds. <laughs> Clark. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, that's my first note, Um, because Lana shows up, and it's like, Chloe told me you were going to be stuck at the farm all weekend because your dad is uh, out of town. I'm like, does Clark do chores in slow motion just to keep up appearances? Does he need to keep up appearances? I don't know if he does them in slow motion, but
1: does he need to tell his if his friends are asking, like, hey, what's up at the farm? Does he need to be like, oh, I'm here all
2: weekend? That's true. So he's not. He's playing video games, but he's like, yeah, I'm stuck at the farm. Right. Which, you know, you can't be like,
1: oh, we hired some help. <laughs> like your friends are going to look he... up. A...
2: Maybe he does it in slow motion just for fun. Maybe it's like a challenge. I don't know. It makes him feel more human.
1: <laughs> My wife and I will sometimes go to an Applebee's like Normie's. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um You missed the opening uh, song, I think. I think you missed your cue on the. I couldn't. I
1: couldn't remember where it was. I was wondering if maybe
2: it was in at the end of the paragraph. So.
0: Somebody say.
1: I was. Well, I was thinking, like, "Fuck, shit! I think I missed it. Fuck! Do I bring it up? Do I bring it up that I missed it?" Let's record the whole
2: episode, Brian. I
1: think so. That I that think was... it's all. It's all got to go in the trash. <laughs> it's a huge fuck up. It's a huge fuck up. <laughs>
2: i mean i think they put lana in there also because instead of like you could have clark be the one who shows up at lex's house and be like oh what's going on there
1: but But then you wouldn't
2: communicate to him yeah but then you wouldn't have lana uh you're you're pushing the ball just slightly down the field with lana and clark that's true and and the lex lana thing do you think Um, they're planning Yes. We t- we because, talked about this, but yeah. Because there's a scene right after this where Clark goes to confront Lex and then he makes some comment about, you know, of course Lana comes running to you like
0: mm.
2: there's some line there. So I think they just they're just move the pieces mm. a, little, a
0: little bit further.
2: Weird. Weird. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't. You like don't that. like you don't like the 21-year-old and the 16-year-old? No. Or the no. 23-year-old and the 16-year-old?
1: The vaguely the vaguely 20-something. No,
2: I don't like that. No, no. <laughs>
1: no I don't like it. <laughs> anyway, I wish they wouldn't do that. <laughs> I
2: wish they'd wait until she graduates high school. They at least wait to get married until... Oh, good for them. <laughs> also, Brian, none of these people have sex until they graduate high school. It's. They'll mention it. They'll they'll make a point. Actually, Chloe does. But they'll make a point about Clark and Lana. Mm, uh, we true. will find out. That's true. Yeah.
1: Um, I also uh, uh, waited for similar reasons. <laughs> <laughs> for the same si- <laughs> oh, sim- similar reasons. Yes, was just, also, uh...
2: <laughs> Yes, you and I both. We were uh, very very. Morally, we were, yeah. We we just, had to believe me. We had to keep them off of us. Right. Yes. It was tough. <laughs> very very difficult. But no, I'm waiting until I'm older. <laughs> Lana
1: asks about Lex's behavior. And Clark admits that he too found Lex rocking a blanket, thinking it was Julian. We did several episodes ago. The episode uh, Carolyn Page was on was uh, we we saw one of Lex's breaks.
2: So uh, was that this yeah, season? Yeah, but that was yeah, that was the the like mid season finale. That was like the like the December finale episode. Right. Right. We've been uh... where Lex goes to the mental institution. Right. Um, I'm gonna let my cat
1: in. <laughs> vamp for a second
2: um no i refuse to vamp i will not vamp do not ask me to va- so i just vamp for a little bit wonderful the um
1: go. the the fun thing about the little room that i record in our little office here is also where my
2: cat's litter box is <laughs> 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 and occasionally you have my coat you What's have my it? cake in that room. Wow, that's gross.
1: Um, yeah, it's. Um, I'll I'll take care of it before I mail it to you. It's okay. Yeah, just dust it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, okay. He warns Lana to stay away from him for now, reminding her that the last time Lex hallucinated his brother, she got trampled by a horse. <laughs> I um. Clark, we're going to have a talk about causation and correlation.
2: There's <laughs> <laughs> also like a really condescending, because he go- he says that and he goes, and I swore I'd never let that happen to you again. <laughs> I'm like, you'll never let what happen to me again? Like my... My friend have a psychotic break and a horse trample me. It's also I'll, I, never, let say, I'll not, never let that happen. I'll never let that. Not to say it wasn't
1: traumatizing. Not to say it wouldn't stick with. It. Like she broke her fucking ankle. Like,
2: right? Well, compared to the other trauma, this she's, poor girl has been through. She's
1: been kept in a basement in a house that was rigged to explode by a, a thor- by a parental figure she trusted.
2: That doesn't even make the top five, right? The horse. <laughs> she watched her parents get dunked on Don't by a
1: channel. A horse broke her ankle.
2: That <laughs> is funny how that was the straw that broke the camel's back on this show. Like that is that is the one thing that that was the big trauma for the season for I, her was that.
1: I, I mean that that is She's how had
2: we... multiple childhood friends die. <laughs>
1: Man, we gotta,
2: gotta she found it. out that her dad wasn't her real dad, and her real dad existed, and she started to make a relationship with him, and then her real dad's wife said, nuh and so he just fucking abandoned her. She hasn't even stopped hanging out with horses. <laughs> or Lex. Or Lex! She, yeah, she hangs out with Lex, she hangs out with horses, it's okay, Clark.
1: Does that explain why she's not in the rest of the episode? I don't fucking know. Um,
2: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I promised myself I wouldn't let you be in any more of this (laughs) episode. Fuck Uh, off. Clark promises to
1: check up on Lex. Lex is defensive about his mental health. He arrives at the Summerholt Institute and tells Dr. Lawrence Garner that his
2: nightmares are starting to affect his waking life. Dr. Lex does make a good point when Clark is like, Lana found you out on the balcony talking about your brother, and he, Lex is like, I found you out lying on Route 6 one night in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> like, the, the amount of weird shit I've found you doing, Right? Clark, right. let's just cool it.
1: Uh, Dr. Garner reasons that the vivid nightmares indicate that their treatment is working and offers to stop them at any time. Uh, Lex's treatments are revealed to involve his full-body submersion in a green, glowing liquid. I wonder
2: what that could be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a a sensory deprivation tank, but it helps if you put meteor rocks in there. Of course, of course. It works better. I have no no questions. Uh,
1: no notes. This seems very scientific to me. Um, let's see. With uh, Dr. Garner's encouragement, green text on the wiki, Lex remembers his 12th birthday party, which no one attended. This is where I feel like this younger actor, uh, this younger Lex is putting in work of like, oh, kid... The kid with like no one came to their birthday party trope kills me literally every time.
2: Brian, also it's you have never seen a bigger spread than yeah. the food spread at this kid's birthday. Did no party. one
1: confirm or get an RSVP? Yeah,
2: there is it it's like a dinner at the White House. It's like but like it's like it's it's like all the courses are on the table at the same time. There was a we should have like freeze framed it. There was a plate full of just hot dogs for people to take. There were cupcakes. There were normal cakes, there were donuts. I mean it was like everything on that fucking table. It was overflowing. No worse VPs. Like, no, <laughs> I feel like one kid would be like, "I'm going to the mansion party." Are you yeah. fucking kidding? <laughs> right. Yeah, you fucking kidding me? Like, like, listen. <laughs> no way, Lex is the weirdest kid at school.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, uh, Lex, Lex's status as a Luther and his baldness <laughs> contributed to his difficulty of his child. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it didn't even occur to me. Like, and he's bald. <laughs> I,
2: I don't think that would be enough to scare away most kids. No, right? Uh, I don't. I don't but, think that well, would have bothered me as a kid. i mean, like, I'm sure cool. he would get bullied for it from right. assholes because that's how the world works. But most kids don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. I don't think.
1: Right? I don't think so. Um. Okay, so Lionel tries to console his young son by giving him a present. Uh, I also want to say some A-plus John Glover work here. Um, I think some indication here, the eternal question, we brought it up several times, of like, does Lionel love his son? And like, yeah, I think so, to the degree that he is capable.
2: No, he definitely loves him. I think he does love him. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah, it's just such a twisted right, right. Right. He I mean he he convinces himself that everything he's doing is for the best. Um right. It's not. Right. But yeah, no, he he does love him. Which he shows through manipulation and uh right, right. intimidation right. and mind games.
1: It's you have to wonder like especially like uh thinking about su- HBO Succession, another show that I really like uh like is this what it's like for the trump children a little bit <laughs> like, oh my not, God. not that i think uh donald trump is as cunning as lionel luther but no <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i
2: don't know it's God. the question in my brain you know is that what they're feeling <laughs> i mean to a degree i'm sure right right I'm like there's sure. no way that's a good it's very like right? all i want is your love and approval and you're never gonna get and he's never gonna love you as much as he loves himself right
1: your dad's kind of not capable of that and like what's that right. like oh <laughs> awful. uh like not doesn't like not chooses to not not capable right yeah mm-hmm. um So uh, Lionel tries to console his young son by giving him a present. It is a lead box. We get an evil Wilson moment here with uh, which he claims was forged from the armor of St. George. Lionel tells a story about the dragon slayer, his strength, faith, fears, and doubts. Lex is cheered by the story. Adult Lex wakes up from the session. Oh, and the session is over. Clark has followed him to the Institute and watches the treatment with his X-ray vision. He asks Lex why he'd risk working with Dr. Garner's deadly methods. And Lex says it is worth the risk to regain the seven weeks. He can't remember. I have the hiccups.
0: That's not a
2: problem for a podcast. Um, (laughs) There's a line in this scene where, Clark says to Lex, "I can't understand why my best friend keeps lying to me." First of all, Clark, fuck right off, Clark, <laughs>
0: fuck
2: right off, uh, and secondly, ooh, tough beat for Pete, huh?
1: Who Real I don't tough. think is in this episode at all. <laughs> I think no, he's just not.
2: Yes, tough, 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 like. D- Clark and Lex don't even seem like they hang out very often.
1: It's been so (laughs) interesting. Yeah, it's been interesting watching this week to week, which I got to say is a different experience from just binging the DVDs like I did when I saw these in Vancouver. Um, It's been a while since I feel like I've seen Clark and Lex have any sort of affection towards one another.
2: Right. Certainly not like in season one and two. They save each other a lot, so maybe it's like right yeah i i I never thought of them as best friends but uh it it makes it more dramatic if they are right um Um,
1: yeah it's interesting it's interesting of that i basically i think it's interesting of like first time watching it i don't know if that line would have bugged me
2: and it did here yes that's true and we're gonna get I mean, we're just going to get... They're going to get further and further away from each other. This is where we start to get uh, some division between Lex and Clark. Right. Um, Uh, Genuinely worried,
1: Clark goes to Lionel and asks him to shut Summerholt down. But Lionel says he doesn't have the power. Clark correctly guesses that Lionel doesn't want Lex to regain his memory. But Lionel counters that (laughs) neither does
2: Clark. (laughs) I mean, real, so much to talk about with this scene. First of all, real dumb move by Clark to Mm -hmm. go to Lionel. hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't, I I don't know if it's cheap writing because Clark is kind of a dumb, dumb, but, uh, and it makes dramatic, it's great dramatically. Like Clark Clark also doesn't want Lex to find out about his powers. So he's kind of in a compromised position. And Which, I love. Her. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Which, it just for any, if anyone's like hopping in, uh, the, over the seven week period that Lex is looking for, Lex finds out about Clark's powers, but then conveniently forgot them. Yes. Um, because so that's Lionel what Clark is
2: worried about. Made him go through some experimental treatment to lose his memories. Right. Um, my favorite part about the scene, though, is so Clark shows up, tells Lionel about this Summerholt situation. Lionel seemingly did not know about this before. Right, right. Clark is telling him new information, and then when when Lionel says, uh, "I think you don't want him to find out," also, and Clark's like, "Why would he, Why would you say that?" Lionel hits one button on remote and <laughs> like, video had footage this queued up just in case. <laughs> <laughs> he had a video of Clark's like Lex telling Clark he knows about his secret way back in those seven weeks. He had it queued up. So does that mean? For the last, like, four months, he's had that video ready in his office in case Clark came in and and tried to talk shit to him. Which, is like
1: fucking Lionel. Like, I I think (laughs) that man is ready for all fucking contingencies.
2: (laughs) But it's not like, he wasn't like, oh, then watch this video. Give me a second while I pull it up on my computer. He was like, uh, no. Beep. Boom. And it's just, like, ready to go. Ready to go.
1: It's, I think, I imagine when you have Lionel Luther money. When you have Lionel fucking Luther money, you can have a custom remote with just, you know, the T and a button that says Clark.
2: Yeah. he Do you think of, there was like some nights where he had friends in there and they're like, hey, should we watch the game? And he's like, oh, no, that's my Clark TV. We that's, can't fuck with that's that. That's for something. Dude, it's all set up. We cannot fuck with that TV. It's
1: all set up for when a teenager comes
2: in and starts talking shit. <laughs> Or he just has a really good sense about it. He was like, I think we need to set up this TV tonight. I feel like this is going to come in handy. Just I don't know. My intuitions and my beautiful man of hair. Have never I'd rather let me have lie. the TV set up and ready and not need it than need that set up and not have it. That would be really embarrassing. Right? If Clark right? came in here and talked shit, and I had no way to just. Make him look like an idiot. <laughs> um,
1: man, I have a... Uh, I was just reminded of it. Um, so, uh, my buddy was... A, a friend of mine, um, who I haven't spoken to in a while, uh, but, you know, he's a nice guy, friendly-ish on, uh, on the social medias. Um works for a show called the George Lucas talk shows comedian Connor Ratliff um, basically does a talk show. He does. The right. Uh, they were at New York comic-con uh, this past weekend. They did a big show. Uh, so uh, my friend logged uh, gremlins Two, saying he rewatched it for a guest that was going to appear on the George Lucas talk show and then never showed up
2: oh you know who's in gremlins too yeah and you know who was at the new york comic-con is <laughs> mr john glover <laughs> he didn't show up that's hard i don't know i don't know
1: i don't know if he didn't
2: show if he didn't show up to your friend's podcast he's not going to show up to our podcast <laughs> ever. boy that's true <laughs> oh my gosh I,
1: uh, I am curious i am cu- I, I don't i don't have that confirmed but I'm just putting some things together.
2: (laughs) Unless like The Rock was also at the Comic-Con. He was like, hey, I want to talk about Gremlins 2 with you. Will you watch that? (laughs) That would be a great prank by a famous person to be like, yeah, I'll be on your podcast tomorrow, but watch this really obscure movie tonight so we can talk about it and then not show up.
1: That's the move. I'm sure that's happened. I'm
2: sure that's happened. When when we get real famous, that's what we're going to do. You have to watch the fog and then we'll talk about the fog. Fucking Dwayne Johnson. Yes, we'll do that to people. Oh, that's too mean. That's fucked up. Um
1: but also I I do I do have to I do have to roast you for a second. Are you confusing Dwayne the Rock Johnson with Hulk Hogan? <laughs> no, wait why? I'm like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not in Gremlins too. Hulk
2: Hogan is. No, though. no, no. I- no, I know. My whole joke was uh, it. was a random celebrity. Got it. Like, got it. Got I it. Got want it. to talk about it. this random movie. You should watch this movie. Got it. Uh, let's talk about. I just picked a random celebrity. Got it. Got it. Got, I didn't got know, it. I know Hulk Hogan was in Gremlins too. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen Gremlins too? Uh I mean, I, when I was a kid. Got
1: it. Um, it. Uh, I tried watching it semi recently. It's uh, whew, whew. uh, some people like it more than me. He- original here's the thing it is I have infinite respect for it in that it is uh, the story behind gremlins 2 here's a story about gremlins 2 in, in the middle of a small of a recap. recap um, <laughs> basically uh, Warner Bre- gremlins was a huge hit uh, Warner brothers wants a gremlin sequel so fucking bad and Joe Dante is like I don't want to like it was so much work with those fucking puppets and like we made the movie we're proud of the movie I don't want to do another fucking Gremlins. Uh, Warner Brothers, a couple, of, like, leaves them alone for a couple of years. And then it's like, look, we really want a Gremlins 2. You
2: can do whatever you want. And Joe Dante went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but is that, that's a, not a thing that studios do anymore. But yeah. that used to happen a lot where they're like, okay. What, what do we have to do to get the director of the original back? Now they right. would just be like, "Okay, next one yeah. up." Fuck you! Get the next Boom, ready to <laughs> go. Right. And someone would be like, "Yeah, I'll direct grandmas too." Fuck, right. I'm not doing anything. Right, they, uh, <laughs> right. It's an aer- you on the rights or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unless I don't know if that was the case, but like, yeah, it was definitely a just like, "Here, Joe, here's a blank fucking check. Go ahead and make the movie." And Joe Dante went like,
2: "All right." <laughs> <laughs> then they saw the movie and they're like, "Fuck." Yeah.
1: Um okay uh Lionel replays the videotape from when Clark went to visit Lex in Belle Reve and Lex states that he knows his secret. Nevertheless Lionel goes to ask Lex about the treatments and also warns him about Dr. Garner. As they talk, Lex goes into another vivid memory in which he witnesses an argument between his parents. I want to say these um the transitions from Lex to flashbacks, I believe are a lot of like in-camera lighting effects. It's, there is some like cinematography this episode, um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the, yeah, right. As opposed to like, you know, it's a CW TV show. This is largely a show of like, get your shot and make your day. Um, I
2: believe this episode was the directorial debut of one of the creators of Smallville.
1: Oh interesting. This episode is in fact directed by Miles Millar.
2: So I I think it was like Yeah. We're pulling out all the stops.
1: Right. Um there's um but yeah, there's there's a handful of like zooming in on Lex and then a lot of like in camera the set goes dark and um, it right. was kind of cool. I liked it. I liked um, it too.
2: I, it was good.
1: Um okay. Uh Qu- so sorry. Go ahead. Quick question.
2: I think it's in the next scene where they talk about they again how John John uh, Johnny K is out of town. Was John Schneider on vacation or something? Because this is the second episode in a row where he's gone. I am wondering that that certainly is a possibility, right? Um, that's like, I need time off to film Lake Placid 2. (laughs) Coming this October, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we have to watch that soon, Brian. Brian, there's there's no way that's worse than The Fog. There's no way. There's no way. The direct-to-video sequel, to, I'm telling you right now, I'm putting money on it. The direct-to-video sequel to Lake Placid is better than The, the Fog. The
1: theatrically movie. released The Fog. It has to be. It, it, it has, to, has be. to be. I'm calling it now. It has right to be. Now. Um, but yeah, there's no Johnny K, there's no Pete, and there's no Chloe this episode. Um. Which I guess goes against my Lana theory of like, what's one more?
2: Um, Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, Anyway, Lex... Yes, yes, I think they would move in that, just the the Lana... Yeah, I think you're right. ...bar Lex thing, just
1: incrementally. Uh, Lex goes into another vivid memory in which he witnesses an argument between his parents. Lillian is suffering from a severe case of postpartum depression, refusing to hold infant Julian. She admits that she didn't want any more children, and she objects to Lionel's parenting practices, saying Lionel will pit the two boys against each other. Adult Lex, still in the memory, mutters, it was an accident, and present-day Lionel is confused. The memory continues, in which Lionel finds Lex standing over Julian's crib, trying to explain that Julian was crying and that he tried to rock him. He tearfully confesses that it was an accident, and Lionel finds the baby suffocated. He is enraged and savagely knocks Lex across the face and to the ground. Um, devastating scene, I'd say.
2: Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's not even. It's not even like. Cheesy or no, no, uh, no. It's just like, oh no, this is awful. Incredibly good. I think John Glover just like, what
1: did you do? Yeah,
2: he goes from like shock, horror, like deep sadness to like rage. Yeah, it's great. I mean, our our two MVP candidates are duking it out. I know, right, right, right. It's a good one. It's a good good one. one. It's a good one.
1: Um present-day Lionel tries to revive an adult Lex and goes to call a doctor but Lex insists he's fine he sends Lionel out of the mansion uh Lionel goes to the Kent farm to tell Clark that their collective meddling has convinced Lex to accelerate his treatments he and Martha have an awkward conversation about Jonathan's absence I forgot about the Martha Lionel storyline like I was wondering like oh my remembering that from previously like no no like
2: and the scene is good yes seems Um, good the the lionel soft spot for martha is such a great character oh it's It's so so good good. it's so good the one area in his life where he is genuine and like he is uh not in power not in control he's just like I love you, Martha, please. It's,
1: uh, there is an element of, I think, and, uh, I, mean, I, I don't know if this is ever literally in the text, but like, I think there's an element of Martha that makes Lionel wonder if there's a there's a universe where he could be the man that, like, he doesn't, I don't want to say wants to be, but like, could be is, is that
2: anywhere yeah, in yeah. him and he kind of really. wants it to be you know <laughs> him and lex both yeah they both kind of crave that johnny k lifestyle oh my god just a little bit. i didn't even connect it to lex but you're right <laughs> like, <laughs> Ooh, ooh, it's a good scene and we're gonna get more and more uh lionel and martha k as the show goes on uh there's a nice dig by martha I can't remember what it is, but she she gets a good punch in It's something
1: to the effect of, like, uh, uh, Lionel says something to the effect of, like, give Jonathan my regards. I know it must be difficult to run the uh, uh, farm in his condition. And then Martha (laughs) says something about the condition of his character or something and, like, sees us through a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Which did, I don't remember, did Martha leave that job on, like, bad terms with
2: Lionel? Yeah, I think so. Well, she quit. Right. I think because... Oh, was it over the Kawachi cave it thing? Mu- I don't remember, but it must be, right?
1: That yeah, That's, that's ringing that?
2: some bells. I can't remember. She, she quit anyway. Right. Yeah. I'm, it wasn't like... I Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're done with this storyline.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, Martha exits, exits and Lionel tells Clark that if he doesn't stop, Lionel will commit Lex to Belle Reeve permanently. Clark is upset and goes to the Summerholt Institute to stop Garner. He confronts the doctor, but the treatment room is full of the glowing green liquid, and Clark is
2: weakened. I wonder why? Uh... <laughs> Clark needs to stop walking into, like, laboratories expecting that there's not going to be crypto. You guys need because... to move.
1: I'm going to be real. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you guys got to go somewhere else.
1: It's yeah. all over the place here, and I don't think this is happening in fucking Michigan.
2: <laughs> no, you'd be fine. You'd be great. <laughs> um,
1: Dr. Garner seizing the opportunity to experiment upon Clark has his men knock Clark out. Which only works because of the, the green goo. Wait, uh, do they
2: knock him out? Do they do they hit him and knock him out? Does Clark get a concussion? I think he does. This is his, that would be his second. I think he got another one while he was on Kryptonite. I think That's you're so. right. I guess so. I I we'd have to. I'd have to. I I want to go back to the game tape there. Yeah, um, we'll check the tape, but I'll, I'll make a note. Yeah, concussion. <laughs> refs. The check. refs got to review the footage here. Correct
1: tape yeah (laughs) well we'll check that one out we'll update next week (laughs) um garner orders that clark be i definitely didn't log a concussion when i was watching but maybe i I was wrong you know
2: i didn't either yeah. yeah Um,
1: Garner orders that Clark be stripped, and his assistants put Clark on an a, on an examination table. They take strip that young boy down, <laughs>
2: take all his clothes off against his will. Put this high schooler. Table.
1: We have to tie dip in... this high schooler in goo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: show. They take Clark's jacket and belt off and cut away his shirt. Dr. Garner phones Lionel and it is revealed that Lionel handed Clark over for further study in exchange for Dr. Garner ending Lex's treatments. That man. Ugh. That man. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Uh, Clark is put into a red form-fitting underwear and is strapped into a stretcher in preparation for the treatment. Dr. Garner prepares to lower Clark into the liquid with Lionel in attendance. Lex arrives for his own treatment, demanding to talk to Dr. Garner about canceling their session. He calls Lionel and says he remembers everything. Lionel goes to the lobby to meet him, telling Dr. Garner to wait. As soon as he leaves, however, Dr. Garner says he's not waiting for anyone and lowers Clark into the tank.
2: Yeah, such a weird decision. (laughs) But otherwise, like, fuck you. Fuck my benefactor. I'm (laughs) I'm dipping this teen now. Yeah, also, like, Dr. Garner doesn't know anything about Clark. Nope. Lionel's like the whole person is like, trust me, we're gonna want to dip this kid. Just, just him, a funny, ex-
1: just looking forward to dipping a teenager in some green goo. <laughs> um, uh, this, uh, there's a screenshot here on the wiki of, uh. Clark being dipped into the goo, which looks straight out of uh, the Wolverine. Like, I guess X-Men 2, had happened by this point. And X-Men 2 yeah. deals a lot with Wolverine in, like, Project X. Um, but oh, I did gosh, think it was, We didn't talk about it uh, because just... Ah, God, there's so many things to talk about in any given week. Uh, but literally, I think in between our episode where we talked a lot about the movie Logan... In between recording that and it coming out, it was confirmed that Hugh Jackman will be returning as Logan. Yes. Or Wolverine in Deadpool Mm -hmm. 3. Which
2: uh, I simultaneously hate. and like, yeah, I'm going to see the movie. (laughs) My whole thing is I'm just glad that this means that Logan won't be his last Wolverine. Uh, Right, right. Like, we can leave on a more fun note. That's what I want. Yeah, I I think that's a great point. The uh, grim self-serious down note and I, I want just have fun it's fine i know it's it doesn't have to be great it'll be fun silly right. right let's put some money
1: on now do you think uh the banana yellow costume is happening
2: oh shit i didn't even think about that yeah it's got it right it's got in deadpool 3 yeah yeah they're thinking yeah. of that <laughs> yeah ah, poor hugh jackman's body man he's got a that's not stuff for the ringer. It's like don't get me wrong, like oh boohoo, cry about
1: it in your giant pool of money, but like <laughs> it's not uh, easy to do. Yeah, that. No, that's not like don't get me wrong. Part of that paycheck is
2: to get your body in that fucking like. Yeah, and like part of me thinks that because it's Deadpool, maybe he's not going to go as crazy with it because the last few he was like, jacked. jacked. Like it looked unhealthy. Like right. just so. <laughs> Well, right. That's that's got to do a number on your body.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I it was like and it's also like unnecessary of like I believe you're strong.
2: I believe you're a strong guy. <laughs> Yeah, I believed you in the first Wolverine and you didn't have any muscle at all. In, yeah, right. No, in the first Men, like, because right, he right. didn't have time to work out because he got cast so late. He right. was just like, he was and like, also he was a different, state. we were in a different phase of like movie making. We weren't doing yeah, that. Um, no, Michael Keaton was, was the best Batman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was like <laughs> Michael Keaton and George Clooney had been Batman. So you didn't have to be.
1: There was a, um. There's an article. It, God, it was at Fangoria. I don't remember. Um, I'm just. It was. I don't remember. But the the headline was like in movies today, everyone is ripped, everyone is beautiful, but no one is horny. <laughs> and like just the and yeah. it's it's true of like these like rippling pecs and abs and, like, these perfect comic book physiques, but, like, no one wants to fuck? (laughs) And, like... Compared to uh, uh, Toby Hooper's Poltergeist, where like Craig T. Nelson's got it, this is this is just literally what she talks about in the article. I'm just literally stealing what she said. Uh, but like Craig T. Nelson's got a little little baby beer belly and is like That's the like, dad bod a dad bod and like he and his wife fuck you know. <laughs>
2: um, yeah that's a great point point. and it's it's yeah. the uh
1: compare it to uh starship troopers of like you know is starship troopers the future we are heading towards which the answer is yes where there are these like you know everyone in starship troopers is a perfect physical specimen um and there are these uh uh uh, gender neutral like locker rooms co-ed locker rooms where all of these beautiful bodies and like no one wants to fuck because they're all because the only thing they're horny for is
2: war. <laughs> like I mean there is an element I, I I go to the gym on occasion um and there is an element there of some of the most in shape beautiful people they're really looking at themselves. Yeah yep in the mirror. Yep. Not all of them but Many of them, so it's not. I, I could see an element of like there's a narcissism there. Yeah, yeah. that like they're not, they're not, uh, they're not uh, horny like you and me. It's, uh, I, I highly
1: recommend. It. It's a great article. Uh, it's something to the effect of everyone's beautiful, no one is horny, um, and I, I do think it's indicative of the Hollywood blockbuster right now. Um, so anyway. um, As soon as Clark's body touches the green liquid, Clark starts writhing and shaking in convulsions. Uh, He goes into seizures, and Dr. Garner tries to coax his earliest memory from him. Uh, Clark remembers being put into a tiny ship as an infant by his
2: Kryptonian parents. This is the first time we've seen this. Um, Mm and. Dorks shot their wad. I'm sure when that happened on the show. I
1: thought it was cool. Now in 2022. I know. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the shit, the Superman thing. <laughs> 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 I remember that in the movie. <laughs> um, um, and Clark begins to scream his birth mother's name, Lara. Um, his seizures start to short out the machinery but Dr. Garner doesn't end the treatment. Uh, The seizures become more intense, destroying the equipment, injuring Dr. Garner, and setting off alarms all over the building. Lex rushes to the treatment room, and seeing Clark submerged, breaks the tank open. Clark is barely conscious.
2: That that glass broke with one hit from the metal, like the pipe that Lex had. I feel like... (laughs) like glass on a tank is really thick, right?
1: right? Right. Right. It's I feel like most like surfaces in Smallville are exactly as thick as the plot needs them to be. Yes.
2: That's true. Yeah, they will break if we need them to or not. We just we um, need them to. So Dr. Garner, that's a concussion, right? That's a concussion. Yeah. Cuz he I think they said he's in a coma at the end of the episode, but something hit him and knocked him out. Right. That's got to be. Yeah. His brain definitely rattled around in there.
1: (laughs) Brain hit skull. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. We got three paragraphs left. Uh, Clark goes to, or Lex goes to check on Clark, who is recovering in his loft. Clark is upset with Lex for getting involved with Dr. Garner, but Lex insists again that he was trying to regain the memories his father took from him. He says he wouldn't sacrifice people he cares about to bring him down, so he will never become his father. Clark asks why Lionel hates him so much, but Lex does not answer.
2: More, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Great, great, great moment with Lex where he's like Clark's like every day he's like I, Clark says I believe like I want to believe that you're different than your dad but like I'm worried and then Lex is so hurt by that he's like I will never be my father yeah great I would dude. never sacrifice the people I love and it's so sad because of course he does become worse than his father one right. Day.
1: It's ooh, big MVP run for like I feel like this is the four-year consideration reel on Yes uh, for, uh,
2: sure. for uh his problem is ooh, it's also John Glovers. <laughs> I know, I know. This would have been the episode. This is where I thought Lex was gonna pick up some ground because I knew it was all about his childhood trauma, but I forgot that it's a lot of it is Lionel with that kid. I'm a waiting. lot of it is Lionel.
1: I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that scene, and I'm open to it. I'm ready for it to happen. I'm waiting for that scene where at any point – and I like Michael mom. I love him in this show. I'm waiting for that point where in the season he's better than John Glover and like, oh,
0: I don't
2: know if he's there. I, I think we will get there. I still believe sure, that. Sure, sure. It ha- has not happened this season. I think – I think. But I think you're right. I think we, this episode would have been it. And look, he's just great.
1: He's just great. He's great in this episode. Yes. Just,
2: he's fantastic. It's,
1: it's not fair to be up against John Glover. No, it's heck?
2: not. He's in a different class than everyone else <laughs> right. on the <this> show. Right.
1: <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Who's just so good. Um,. Uh, more of Lex's last memory is revealed. A young Lex actually discovered uh Lillian at Julian's crib, uh, and a, uh, his mom killed Julian. Uh,
2: yeah, and uh, this is the point where, uh, well, it's a very sad moment. But but when when young Lex is running to his the room. That kid has a really funny run. <laughs> or if it wasn't, it might have been a he stunt does. double. Whoever's whoever's doing that run, it's a really strange run. Yeah. Uh, uh, which
1: actually probably was like they probably didn't have a full
2: hallway. <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah, it's probably not his fault. It's oh, it's like, it may not be. been it's still a funny run. <laughs> <laughs> um, um this is the scene where we get, I would say about a half second. Of dead baby corpse. Yep, yep. just a full, just like, like there it is. There's enough to see a dead it's baby. A, it, it's a fake baby, but the it's the color is off because it's dead. Yep, like it's it's a disturbing image to have on a teen CW. It sure was yep. the WB. <laughs> I think the show was on at like eight o'clock.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I don't think you could mm-hmm. do that now. I don't think you could get away with that now.
2: Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the WB would do it. No, I, I don't know. CW. I don't know if that would happen on Superman and Lois. You know? Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like House of the Dragon, they would do it. House, of the, oh,
1: House of the Dragon, they would do it. <laughs> yeah, they would, they would.
2: Play football with
1: it. <laughs> There have um, been—I uh, know you haven't watched House of the Dragon yet. This, the, these aren't necessarily spoilers. There have been several very traumatic uh, birth giving scenes, oh, <laughs> which are really, which my pregnant wife has been, who is also really enjoying
2: the show, has loved. <laughs> oh yeah, great yeah, perfect great, good 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 Timing. good good, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
1: Not not all of them go well for everybody involved.
2: (laughs) Yeah, thanks, House of the Dragon. Thank
1: you, George.
2: Right now,
1: (laughs) um, so uh, adult Lex reels in the revelation that he did not, in fact, kill his little brother. Lex goes to visit Lionel in his office and tells him the truth that it was Lillian who smothered the baby. Lex explains that she was spa- uh, she was sparing Julian from Lionel's parenting, and he took the fall for his mother because he knew that Lionel would destroy Lillian, but he would protect his only heir. Lionel is shocked and horrified all at once and tries to express regret at the way he's treated Lex his whole life, but Lex doesn't want to hear it. Great scene.
2: Great scene. Oh, good. man. It was great. Yeah, John Glover. Just like it would have been so different, yeah, between us. Ooh. And oh. like, oh, oh,
1: but like it kind ooh, complicated, 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 <laughs> complicated emotions. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's amazing how much humanity they give John Glover, even though he's a bastard,
1: which, oh man, John Glover can work it. You know, John Glover can, I think can juggle all of those things in like a line of dialogue. Yeah. If you can give it to anyone, it's fucking John Glover. Um, okay. Clark is alone in his loft. When Martha comes up noting that he barely, what was this song that was needle? Evanescence. Yes. Evanescent. um, uh, noting that he barely said anything about what happened at the Institute. She offers to listen if Clark wants to talk. He doesn't say anything, but as she turns to go, he blurts out that he now knows his mother's name and he feels guilty uh, for forgetting
2: her. That's a weird way to word it, Wiki. He doesn't blurt it out. Right. You're like, I don't want, <laughs> want, want mom's
1: do. <laughs> Uh,. Martha tells him that he didn't because his first word was Laura, but she and Jonathan could never figure out what
2: it meant. Mar- cheesy. Cheesy. Weird, weird thing to keep a secret from him for yeah, all this right?
0: time.
2: Your first word was Laura. It was weird. Yeah, I'd I mean, like, that's not a leap. Yeah.
1: Uh, Martha gives him a hug and reassures him that a mother's love never dies. As cheesy as that was, it's a good scene. It's a good scene. And that yeah. putting the work in. Yeah. Um, man, I'd give this an A+. plus. I think this is an A-plus episode.
2: This is, well, this is like, what, three in a row really good episodes? Yeah, yeah. We're ending strong. We're ending strong. I think there is one misstep before the end of the season. Um, if I remember correctly, we go back. For some reason, we go back to the well of the uh, janitor from Scrubs daughter, uh, Ghost. Oh, Smallville. <laughs> Smallville. Does Neil
1: Flynn come back? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I do love Neil Flynn. <laughs> yeah,
2: that might Smallville. be the next one. What's the next one called? The next
1: one's called Talisman.
2: Uh, um, oh no, I think that's different. Uh, I would.
1: Uh, it, it seems to be Lex and John Glover looking over some sort of glowing thing. Great, um, sounds good. Uh, when a Kawachi Indian steals a mystic knife from the Kawachi Caves, he is bestowed with superpowers similar
2: to Clark's. Ooh, we might get some yikes. <laughs> <laughs> we got yikes in that sentence. Yep. We got, uh,
1: yeah, I guess what, what do I mean by might? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: The caves.
1: Oh, oh the, the caves. caves. Um, the only featured music, the only needle drop in this episode was, of course, My Immortal by Evanescence. Um, let's see. Uh, Memoria is the Latin word for memory. Um, this is one of three Latin uh, episode titles to be used in the series. The others are Obscura and Veritas. Um... Let's see Johnny K. Pete Ross and Chloe Sullivan do not appear in this episode. Chloe has a deleted scene uh, oh. she delivers a letter to Lana from the Paris School of the Arts um not
2: here uh, yeah that would have really messed with the flow of this yeah, episode. right. no they That's made the right call random, random Chloe scene uh
1: here's is this stretch of the week is this the wiki stretch of the week? Uh, Clark's red underwear during the experiment scene is an homage to the red underpants that form the Ace Superman's iconic costume. Costume department certainly made it; could have picked any
2: color. Well, they always pick red and blue for Clark. Clark always does red. So, like, I guess technically, I guess the colors are a m- homage. The colors are an homage, but yeah, but not like that's a, that's like a constant Clark bible to see. like that's yeah. in the show bible. You know, <laughs> it would have had to been like a man, like one of those like swimsuits what do you call those that right are with no trunk you know what i mean it would right. have been one of those right um let's see uh as lex has
1: the flashback to when his father discovered julian dead superman colors of red blue and yellow alternately flash on adult lex's face that feels like a stretch to me too right why would that be on Right, right, yeah. that's that's stretchy to me of like their primary colors, There's you know? <laughs> only so many colors, right. right? Um, when baby Kalel is placed inside of the ship, there are Kryptonian letters spinning around. Clark, uh, read the message in Rosetta on the third on this third planet from the star soul, you will be God among men, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, not that interesting, um. Several of these episodes deleted scenes are on the season three DVDs. Um Kristen Crook had more scenes covered, I guess, in the pairs. The, I guess so. Lana had another scene that episode. Um with Lex saving Clark from drowning. This is one of the rare instances where Lex isn't the one who is in danger. Um yeah. Lara. Um Lara L, I guess for lack of a better word, uh is the 14th DC Comics character to be adapted into the series. Um kind of kind of seems impressive that it's only 14. Right. This well, it's going to be the show
2: like 100 by the time we're done. Right. But, uh... um
1: Okay, here's here's fun. Uh, here's something fun. Kendall Cross provided the voice of Clark's birth mother, Lara. She also played a little girl's mother in Jitters and Clark's grandmother Jessica Kent in Relic.
2: Whoa! Right. All right. Um.
1: Okay. John Schneider did not appear in this episode because he was preparing for his director his directorial debut on the series. He will direct Talisman
2: next week. Oh. All right. Um, and then someone he couldn't shoot a couple scenes because guess
1: so. ready to direct. That said, what would you have done with him, you know? Like, no, yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: but that's interesting. Um, we also have here Gary Hudson's appearance in this episode was cut. I'm going to say, uh, who the fuck is Gary Hudson? All <laughs> I have he has an individual page, in which case it just says he played Frank Loader. Nothing. Um, but uh, I guess that's everything interesting from this week. Zach, do we have any final
2: thoughts about Smallville, about life, about Halloween? No, I'm. I'm I think we. I think we met our time quota for this episode.
1: Somehow, it's isn't this the way it works? You know, like the recap this week is shorter in in text and words. I'm like, ah, we can stretch it out, and like this is a long episode.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but I had a great in time. We like we like yapping. I like to yap. Fucking sue me. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. You ain't got to listen to this. Um, So my question for the Smallville Gods is, uh, once this podcast is done, this this episode, am I going to smash a bowl of granola?
1: (laughs) Good night, everybody.